Do you wanna rub on Simba's tummy? Or think that Spider-Man looks extra yummy? The pain of childhood is super funny. On Did That Do It For Ya? With Aurelia Grierson. Hello and welcome to That Do It For Ya podcast, a podcast about the media that made us horny for the first time. Um, you can talk before I introduce yourselves on this podcast. I am here. Oh, interesting. <laughs> with um, I won't say anything. My favorite <laughs> boys, just the best boys that I know, uh, John LeMay and Patrick Stanny of John, Pat and John on their best behavior. Hello, Thank you boys. so much for having us. Ah! We're so excited to be here. Holla. I am just so over the moon to have you both. I was a recent guest on your podcast. Oh, I'm just so over the moon to have you both. <laughs> oh, I thought, no. Patrick, you I were thought, doing so well, too. I thought I said in the email I sent, you had to say nice things about me. No, no, no. But when you said that, it was in an Irish lilt in my head. Ah, I've never once Madonna'd my accent. Thank you. Um, I don't, I don't appreciate these comments. And I did tell you to come with nice things to say about me. See, I'm, 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 I'm looking, I'm looking at you through the, the lens of, of the present and reality. And I'm looking at you as you currently are. Thank you. Whereas Pat is looking at you through, you know, the lenses of, of, of that magical time that he, that he knew you because that's just, that's the way that he looks at life because that's just, they're simpler, better, greener times. I'm stuck times. in the past. Stuck yeah. in the John past. Saying, yeah, I'm that's stuck a in the way past. Of saying that, yeah. Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. The, the, how did we meet section is coming, but I need to ask you first both, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing better than I was before. Um, I'm doing better than I was this morning because I was injected with a little bit of a, a little bit of magical serum. Uh, today that allegedly is going to help me once I get another dose of aforementioned magical serum is going to help me um, battle the novel coronavirus. It's come. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's come. yeah. Um, this is actually, Prince Andrew's come. Specifically. Prince Andrew's come. Um, it's it's interesting because when I was on your podcast, I had got my first shot of mm -hmm. the come of Prince Andrew's come. That uh, fights off the novel coronavirus. So this is just a fun little happenstance. That's going did you on get? Here. Did you get? Which one did you get? Oh, I'm a Moderna girl. Oh, okay. oh. gotcha. What? Gotcha. I got. Pat. I got a. Pat and I. Are we both? Are, are we're both Pfizer? Pfizer boys? Pfizer we're boys? Pfizer boys. <sighs> Pfizer. I barely know her. Oh. Hey. <laughs> the two genders. Um. Um. <laughs> no, I really. I'm glad I, I have I, Moderna. I, I, <laughs> oh, go on, Patrick. I got a vaccine, but it's not a, for the coronavirus. It's so that uh, it was actually mandated by John, who's my doctor. Mm -hmm. And it was so I would learn the rules of commas in yes. writing. Yes. Yeah. And so, it hasn't worked. Well, that one is but, still, but he still has, worked, yeah. He still hasn't gotten his second dose. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, I hear that like every single day that, that you like from when you get it, you become a little more immune um, to to the virus, um, and consequently, he is he is getting a little more accurate. He's getting closer to like at this point, he's still putting them in the middle of words, but he's like doing it like near the end of the words. So you know, we take what we can get. Truly, the epitome of baby steps. Poor illiterate Pat. <laughs> what Poor illiterate Pat. Sucks. And the, the doctor or the 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 person who who jabbed me um, 
she did tell me that I had to that I should hydrate uh, over the course of today uh, of the day, and I am hydrating with uh, a summer shandy. So I think this is quite literally what the doctor ordered. That's what the doctor wanted. I think. Well, I will say you're gonna hate this just as you take a sip of your beautiful summer shandy. But I think I felt really bad after my first shot, and I think it was because I drank with you all immediately mm. after my 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 post vaccine nap. Um, well, so too late now. That? Well, also, I, they say Moderna is worse. They say that the, the side effects are, are worse than Pfizer. Moderna? Supposedly. I barely know her. <laughs> ah, hey, zingers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, keep us updated. Tell us how you, you feel. If you need to go take a little nap nap uh, during the podcast, uh, we'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you go take a little nap nap. Yeah, if I, if I don't sound like my normal, articulate, lucid self, I will just blame it on... Um, I would just blame it on the vaccine uh, as opposed to like the fact that I am rapidly deteriorating now that I am in my late 20s. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Pat, how are you doing? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, I've had such a lovely day. I w- Do you want to go through my thing? Woke oh. up, made coffee, Stardew for I, – I, I, I really <gasps> need to stop playing no, fucking Stardew. No, you don't. We have to talk I'm, about this. Because – so I have it with my coffee and I'm like, okay, you need to work on X, Y, and Z. No, and then no. I'm like, I need to work on X, Y, and Z, but I also need to make it to spring because I didn't make enough money in the winter and my animals hate me. So if you guys don't know what Stardew Valley is, I'm not going to explain it, but I have lots of, e- I have lots of animals chickens and cows that i've named after my favorite rappers and actors and um (laughs) they don't like the cold and i fucking went on reddit and i did whatever they fucking told me on reddit and the Mm. animals still were mad at me the whole winter i didn't get one egg (laughs) yeah i was feeding them i didn't get one egg (laughs) one gallon of milk so i i had to mine the whole time like my fucking irish ancestors fucking (laughs) Hit a black pit. <laughs> dish, dish, dish. I'm sorry. This is so funny. I just, okay. So for the four and much people, like his Irish, my, his Irish ancestors in the game, um, all of his progress. They were living in a one bedroom apartment. Um, yeah, and they yeah. were and and they were obliterated by the British. So <laughs> yes, yep, yes, yep, yes. Yep, it's yep. a weird hack of the game. Like it's a weird update that Nintendo recently um, <laughs> initiated. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. Pat, I'm obsessed that you're playing Stardew Valley. Um, for the 40 people who listen to this podcast, um, Stardew Valley is a farming sim. It's one of I want to I want to go ahead and make a statement about Stardew. It, I think it's one of the hardest games to start because they give you no information. There's no tutorial. When I play this game, I have to have the wiki open because I've been mm, playing yeah. this game for years. I think like my for literal human years. I think I've been playing it since like I want to say like 2017, 2018, somewhere in there, mm. and then. In like farm years, I'm on like my seventh year of farm life, and yeah, it is still the one of the the hardest farming sims I've ever no, played. No, the game is really the American dream. It's yeah. Japanese. Well, actually, the person who made it, it, I thought it was a white dude. It was, but it's supposed to be modeled after the Pacific Northwest and also Japan. Mm. That's the that's the influence. 
But uh, well, they're also an imperialist nation, so it's all uh, gravy at yep, the end of the yep, day. Yep, yep, yep. But you should uh, listen to the episode of. My <laughs> Please listen to Pat and John on their best behavior for opinions that are that are not like that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm about to plug another podcast of a, a friend who I went and talked about Stardew Valley on their podcast, Gay for Play, where they talk about queer elements in video games, and uh, mm. I talk about. Uh, Have they done a Red Dead episode? No, they haven't done Horse Girls for Men. Hmm. What was that? Red Dead is I don't get it. horse girl. It's like I, I, from what I understand about Red Dead Redemption, it's like a, you, it's like horses, uh huh, and you just play with horses, but mm-hmm. like it's masculine, so it's okay. Correct. Yes, precisely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's the horse. Yes, horse I love it. Let me yes, consult, and let me consult Snopes.com. Um, yes, that is a verified true claim. Horse girls for men. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They haven't done that yet. I'm allergic to horses. But Pat, if I, I can I can hook you guys up and you can talk about Red Dead on this podcast if you want to. Great. I shouldn't be offering I mean, guest spots on podcasts that aren't mine. We're almost perfect for that podcast. Almost. 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 This is, I was going to say, I was on my little walk today. I was thinking about just how excited I was to be talking to you guys. And I was like, oh, this is going to be the straightest episode to date. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pat. Come on. <laughs> the straightest episode to date. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, where in the world are you both? Uh, so I'm in the city. You might know it. I'll give you a hint. The first hint is we supplied all the steel to uh, defeat the the Axis powers in the uh, World War II era. Uh, and also... Um, we have uh, this was like the center of the industrial world at one point. We have the most the most famous football team of all time. We have mm. um, <laughs> I just said that one for 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 my my compatriot here <laughs> compatriot. Um, and um, the big this is Mac definitely the invent- most sports talk that's probably happened on this podcast. I can't so say far, I even love just it. in these in these in this past thirty the, seconds. The, I'm from the city where the movie theater was invented. Heinz was invented, uh, and that's uh, Teresa Heinz, the wife of John Kerry, and um, <laughs> where white privilege was in, was uh, invented. Andy Warhol was born. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm there right now. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna add. It's where Aurelia did <laughs> for the first time. Um, oh goodness, Eric, bleep that out. Like, just put like beep. It's where Aurelia did beep for the first time, and no one will know what I'm talking about. But everyone will know what I'm talking about because uh, this is good because it's my brand. Now that now that you um, since since we're on this podcast, you will get a, get an influx of cops uh, listening in. So it's really yeah, yeah, important yeah. that you really cover your <laughs> base. Yeah, we activity. have a we have a we have a big law enforcement fan base. Um, yeah, yeah, the great a cab. <laughs> <laughs> so Pat's in Pittsburgh, and John, where are you? Um, I am in uh, a place that is well known for its um, salt. It's 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 known by some people as Salt City, um, and that's really all that it has going for it at the end of the day. Apart from the fact that I am there, and the uh, university that I attend, the university that I attend is there. Um, I'm in Syracuse, New York. Um, I've been here for a year and a half. I'm getting my MFA in creative writing. Um, and this is the place that I currently call home. Oh, I love it. I want to get my MFA, but not in creative writing. No, I can't say I recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, can't say I recommend it. Um, yeah, and it's really great here because um, as of uh, like a couple weeks ago, two really important things have begun to materialize, one being nice weather, 
Um, and the other big thing, and I guess along with that, is the sun, which we haven't seen since approximately October. Um, so yeah, things are looking up uh, around around this time. I wish that I could actually have the opportunity to go outside and enjoy it, but I'm currently completely swamped with work and uh, have remained cooped inside. Well, but it's really great because like it's a Syracuse. You're is a big cooped party up like school. my chickens in Stardew. <laughs> I am, yes, Bring it precisely, back. yes, and I have just as diverse a diet, most likely. Um, but yeah, it's probably good because the the because the weather is nice. Like the frat, the frats are are out and about. Like the we have like a, good. a huge a huge line, like an entire street just filled with frat houses and sorority houses. And I was on campus the other day, and they were just. They were out with their with their pastel shorts, and I was on campus yeah. at the frat row, <laughs> handing yeah. out Pat and John on their best behavior business cards. Yes, he was. Yes, this yes. is good to know that that's your target demographic. Yeah. Um, and like and like they were like they, they looked like Bible tracks, mm. um, like the kind of thing that that I would hand out when I was doing street witnessing as a child. Except street instead, wh- street what? Street witnessing. Like you would go, we would go to like the Boston Commons, and we would like give tracks to people like little like pamphlets that talk about like essentially that would say like it, or there 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 was one that was like a million dollar bill and it was like you know what's worth more than money like the good news of jesus christ um and, i want that yeah. tattooed on my asshole oh my god that is the yeah. funniest thing I've so ever. does he yeah we'd Sorry. have matching tattoos then <laughs> um but yeah so so in, but instead of those kind of tracks they were tracks about like peanut allergies and things that are equally other things that are equally as not real uh, as, as <laughs> the existence of God. John, I've just, I really appreciate how much you've decided like on this episode of that, do it for you. I'm going to get Pat's ass. <laughs> this is my goal I mean, for this episode. <laughs> that's, that is essentially our podcast. I wanted to call it that, but Pat, you know, he, he felt like he wanted, he, he was gracious. He, he said like, well, I want you, I want your name to be in the podcast as well. And he knows that the one thing that I like more than roasting his ass is myself. So it was really important that I have my name in the in the podcast title too. Yeah, I think podcasting is really a medium for people who like to make it about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this That's is true. You're, what? you're in good company. <laughs> this is news to me. Well, uh, how? Wait, so do we want to do we want to do the how we met question in order of who has <laughs> known me the longest or who has known me the shortest? Speaking of making it all about me. Probably the shortest. Let's John start wants with to go amuse, first. Let's start with the amuse bouche and then move on to like the, the, the feast. Yeah. I, yeah. Did I send you the copy of the um the outline that's that has like the meat on it? Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. And I'm like Pat. I I read it because I read my emails. Uh, Pat read his email enough to text me and be like, "Yo, cinder block, you gave us the time wrong." Ah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't read unless, yeah. He doesn't respond to it or read it unless there's an opportunity for him to prove that he actually did read it um, by detecting typos. Um, but yeah, I, I met you um, when you were on uh, an episode of a little podcast called Pat and John and Their Best Behavior. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Pat had spoken very highly of you when he said that you were interested in coming on the pod. Um, he did. did. He? All of that is true. All of that is true. Um I would not have offered it up if it weren't true. I would have just said nothing at all. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. He he advertised you as being lovely and as being a top tier guest um, and one of what we refer to as the real ones. And that proved to be uh, completely accurate. So we had a wonderful conversation about Saved. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to it. And since then, we have had uh, the 
the occasional very wonderful uh, interaction on on twitter.com and instagram.com um and what more could i ask for uh, at the end of the day than wonderful interactions on twitter.com I send you uh, TikToks I find about people talking about their evangelical upbringings. So yes. that is a kind of the yeah. extent of how our relationship has evolved. Um, thank you. I really like my love language is sending people TikToks. So, oh, I love that. Pat, I cannot tell if that's a sarcastic. Oh, no, that was that was earnest. I swear to you, that was that was earnest. That was earnest. Yeah, I, I was cute. I'm like almost thirty, so I like should probably get off TikTok and get like a job or something. But I, <laughs> I really, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting medium, and every time I run across something that makes me think of our conversation about saved, I just really enjoy being like my new friend John would really like this. Yeah, yeah. Why would you get a job? We're we're in the we're in the we're on the upswing. I, I actually I have great. I have a job. I I really my job is um, I feel very. I don't know if like you all experienced this, but like there was kind of like a when we were growing up, I felt there was like a Duh, fucking don't get a fucking nine to five office job, live your life. Mm-hmm. And I have worked right. food service, retail, and now this office job. And let me tell you, office job is the best job I've ever had. Mm. I get to sit there. Oh, God, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. She's my boss. Um, (laughs) I sit there and I do my little data entry and I listen to my little podcasts and I check my little texts and no one bothers me. I don't have to talk to customers. It's the best. So I do have a job. I do have a job. I just I I should get off TikTok regardless because I'm almost 30. Right. It's uh, yeah, because the job that I had before I became a student, I did have to talk to my customers. And in fact, I had to also make my customers like give a shit about their eyes were watching God or the Great Gatsby or something like that, which is a difficult thing to do, as it turns as out. As we were born, boats ceaselessly against the Suez past. Canal. <laughs> yeah, towards the Suez Canal. Yeah, yeah. Was that it? Um, I can tell you, I, I have it right here. Uh, I always have it in case you in case you bring it up. Uh, the actual wait, say, say what you thought it was. As we uh, boats born ceaselessly against the past. Uh, cl- close enough. This is the final sentence of the Great Gatsby. So we beat on boats against the current, born back ceaselessly into the past. You're close. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That do it for you, Pat. I I read Great Gatsby. We had to read it sophomore year. I didn't read it. I was like, this is dumb. And then I read it my senior year, and I actually read it, and I was like, damn, this yeah. is good. Pat learned yeah. how to this read. This is good stuff. Yeah. This is good stuff. You know what's also a good book? This book right here. All the pretty oh. horse. Are you a horse this girl, is... Pat? I'm kind of getting the vibe that- He did, uh, he did go to Skidmore. Our, our, um, Skidmore our, is uh, a horse girl school. Yeah. Our mascot is a thoroughbred. And I was a stallion, so. <laughs> Something like that. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, speaking of being born ceaselessly back into the past, yeah, um, Pat, how did Bear we meet? Okay, so Aurelia fucking threw me under the bus when 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 you intro- when I introduced when you introduced yourself on our podcast because you were like, oh, Pat, God. Pat flirted with me and every girl in sight, and then my mom was like. She was like, "Oh, is that true? Oh, like, no. were you a da, 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 da. Are you a little?" I mean, she. I think she thought it was funny, but I mean, you know, she knows there's been a few. I don't. Um, I mean, I think on. that was kind of a pot kettle situation. I flirt with everything that. Yeah, moves. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like it's not. Yeah. I'm not saying like it's a bad thing, but it was a true thing. I think it was. Yeah, that did <laughs> yeah, unlock many fair, memories is, for me. It is a little different when you do it, Aurelia. Yeah. It is very different, yeah. <laughs> and I will say this: that unlocked many memories of that time for me. 
and I have spent I have spent the past couple weeks going through them. <gasps> tell 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 it all. Go oh, on. that ex- that explains <laughs> yeah. that, that explains all of the uh, all of the 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 notes app apologies that he's been posting on his uh, on his story. <laughs> Incredible. Wait, um, what are some memories? What, what I'm did, just joking. He's not doing that. I, for, for no, the no. So, so Aurelia and I met in Dublin, Ireland for the Gaiety School of Acting. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we had much chemistry, a lot of chemistry. We're just, we're just, we're just kindred spirits. A little, a little untamed, <laughs> a little untamed, a little weird, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. A little, a little, but also, you know... We come from different parts of the country. I'm from I'm a I'm I'm a down to earth. Don't you dare say boy. it. Don't you dare say that. <laughs> Salt of the earth. You know, you're a very like, you know, very like touchy feely person from the PNW, like Don't say know, co- so- don't say cosmopolitan. Whoever you don't say cosmopolitan. I'm a rural I was say- bitch. <laughs> and same. Honestly, same. Um So yeah, I mean it was just like you know, we had so much fun at the Gaiety School of Acting. Well, maybe, yeah, I think we did. I think we did. I think we did. I think we did. And I got to see you work, and I, you got to see me work, and I don't know. I just and she had the best apartment in Dublin. She she had the best flat, and um, <laughs> that wasn't Irish or anything. That was that was like a weird British guy Cockney? who's yeah, kind of yeah, 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 um, yeah, and and Aurelia was uh, you know, popular with the. Uh, Popular with the crew, so. Ooh, I was scared of the end of that sentence. <laughs> and I was popular too. You were, we were popular. Yeah, I mean, I think what, it was a group of like twelve. How could it was fun? How could yeah. we be unpopular? Yeah, I mean, my favorite memories of Pat. Um, I'm just gonna like just dis- who's vacuuming? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my roommate is <laughs> making a shake of some sort. I'm not. I'm no, not it's okay. Sure. So I just listened on my walk. I listened to um, their Mean Girls episode, and the- someone had a dog barking in the background, and it was my. I was just oh, I love when that happens on. on I didn't. I didn't take that out. I liked. I it. really it was liked like, it. It was a good. Good. I don't know. I like when roommates come in. I like I like when I feel like I'm like actually like having a hang sesh with people. So mm-hmm. keep it in. Well, Eric. I don't feel as bad about it now because when I first started like making podcasts, I was very like just like insecure about the fact that I was doing it remotely and all that kind yeah. of stuff. His first podcast, he recorded in a soundproof chamber. I did. That Didn't is you? true. You, you, yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. I had a nice sound. I, I had it at like my the fancy private school that I that I taught at. Um, and they had like a there was like a um a jazz room, uh, and they had like a uh, like a recording room. I mean, it was a closet that they just like put like foam, you know, soundproof foam in or whatever. Um, but it, but I, I felt very insecure about the fact that like I was recording. <laughs> there they are again. Um, that I was recording um, virtually, and that and that you know like my guests would have like very spotty sound. But nowadays, like everything is recorded this way, so it's really just like every you know you just got to lean into it and like not even sustain the illusion that you're doing anything apart from these weird Zoom conversations we're having. Yeah, it's a it's a weird. Crazy so really, the time. pandemic is a great thing, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, great the, thing for <laughs> I think. Well, this is such an odd. That's thing. why I started it. <laughs> I was applying. I got <laughs> to flex. I was nominated by some mentors of mine for a emerging theater director award um oh god that's due soon fuck me okay um but uh they nominated me but then i have to like write some stuff about myself and so they like one of their questions was like how what has been your like artistic response to the current moment 
And I mean, it's a thoughtful question, but like I've just kind of been in writing this response because there's 10 grand on the line. Um, I have been thinking a lot about how I think digital theater and digital media like podcasts and audio drama, I think um, force you as a creator to kind of interact with your medium a little bit more and think about what like the, what the medium is like the impact the medium is going to have on your audience. Um, and how it's, it's kind of like, there's this kind of pedagogy in theater directing where it's like you have the, the space is a character and the, the space in which your play takes place is also like a character in the play and like has influence within the story. Um, and that just feels like extra true for, for digital work. Like I just did a show on animal crossing and it felt like Animal Crossing like super influenced the the story that I was trying to tell. Right. And, and for these drunk readings that I do, like I'm trying very hard to think about the ways in which Zoom is similar and dissimilar to a bar or, you know, a, mm. a, a living room where you're sitting with your best friend and drinking and watching a funny movie. Right. Um, but right. anyway, to circle back to podcast and your roommate cooking, well, that, that, what that's I great really, because yeah. <laughs> my, my artistic, if I were asked that question of what is my artistic response to the current moment, my uh, response to that, uh, to this grant or this, this prize or whatever would just be a single word, which is masturbating. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> creation as well. Which really, what you're saying at the end of the day is kind of the same thing, but it's just, you know, a, mine is a more pithy way of expressing that. Well, speaking of masturbation, this is that Do It For You, the <laughs> Sexual Awakenings podcast where we talk about the media that made us horny for the first time. And um, I'm really glad that you two were able to kind of find some consensus about something that made you mm. your made you horny in, in the early stages of, of your life. And um, so what are we talking about today? boys pat you want to introduce it we're, we're... <laughs> <laughs> oh suddenly he becomes bashful <laughs> i know because you said this sexual awakening and is your mom that, gonna be like oh pat i don't that, know no no, no 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 she doesn't do the guest spots um <laughs> i was so i just got so nervous when you said that why let's interrogate that let's um, unpack that as 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 as, as our feels, acting teachers would tell us it just feels it just feels different to me it feels a little scary talking about mm. sexuality is very vulnerable no 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 i know but i'm fine with talking about like my life now oh is this the wrong podcast um <laughs> but but just like just like the beginnings the way you said that i was like oh my god i just like i felt a little shudder in me you know interesting yeah, I felt a little shudder. Yeah, not a bad shudder, just a shudder. Yeah, that's that's exciting. We're talking on about this. the mummy today. We're talking about the mummy today. Speaking of shudders and and things that give us chills down the spine. The nineteen ninety nine uh, action adventure flick directed by one Stephen Summers, starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Oh God, I don't know. Weiss. Weiss. Rachel Weiss. wife me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, racial. Yeah, yeah, put a ring on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, John, I'm gonna have to ask you to uh, be my new co-host so that you can always do that, and because I always forget to do Perfect. exactly what you just did. And I think ah, well, that, yeah. So I do mean, I. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he does yeah. it. <laughs> I have a lot of practice. What can I say? I'm gonna poach your co-host, Pat. Um, but yes, I've got we're nothing talking, but time. We're talking about the Mummy, a film that I only just saw for the first time last year, 2020, in in quarantine um, wow. because wow. of this podcast actually because i had a guest on talk about george of the jungle 
I, oh, yes, that's yes, a good yes, episode. Yes, yes. Thank you, Sophia Benoit. She's awesome. Um, but she, yeah, she we talked about George of the Jungle and we talked about, a lot about Brendan Fraser and she mentions the mummy and I was like, yeah, like I, I've never seen this movie because when I was little, so I was, I have an older sister and she, um, and her friend forced me to watch the ring. Oh, she won't like it if I t- say it that way. Um, <laughs> Eric. No, 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 no do-overs. <laughs> like, like the scene in A Clockwork Orange, she forced your eyes open. Yeah. No, she didn't force me to do anything. I, being the younger sibling, wanted very badly to hang out with her and her mm. friend. And so they were What's watching- What's the age difference? Two years, two and a half. And so so they're older than me. And I was like, I want to watch this thing that you're watching. And they're like, it's a scary movie. And I was like, mm, I'm brave. I'm seven years old. And <laughs> then I watched The Ring at seven years old. And I was like, I can never, I'll never go to sleep again. This is, yes. <laughs> this is, can, can, I, can I just tell you about my experience watching The Ring? Yes. I know this is what we're talking no, about. No, but we are allowed to meander. Well, it's fine. First off, that was my first actual sexual awakening, but I, I felt weird saying it. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't want to, no, but Terrifying. Naomi Watts is, is super hot. She, she yes. is super hot. Yes. Um, um, but, uh, I, I watched that movie with my friend Ben, um, and, um, we, we started it kind of late and he was really tired, like halfway through. So he's like, I'm going to oh, no, go to bed, man. Like you can, you can watch the rest of the movie. I mean, he told me he was, but what he, what he didn't tell me was that the second half, I, I was like, I can handle this. But what he didn't tell me was that the second half of the movie is like exponentially scarier than the first half. Um, and obviously I was scared out of my fucking mind and, um, I couldn't sleep. And I, so I was like, and also he had a. This is Pat. Do you, do you know the? Maybe both of you do. Do you know the, the game Fear? Oh it's yeah, it's a PC game. Well, anyway, if you look at the cover of it, it has it's a, like a dead ringer for the yeah. ring. Dead ringer. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, it, it it the poster has like a a like child in like a Victorian nightgown with like long black hair that's in front of her, and it's like very ghostly. So he had a poster of that in his room as well. So I was doubly scared out of my mind. So what I did was. I knew I was gonna be able to sleep, so I put on, uh, I I fired up his GameCube and I played Mario Kart Double Dash to get something really like bright and vibrant, and then I also grabbed his very old MP3 player. It might have been a Zune, and I put on Flogging Molly. Yeah. <laughs> and so he woke up to me playing like like huddled like with my like my knees against my against my chest like playing mario kart and listening to flogging molly he's like are you okay and i just looked at him like wide-eyed and i was like i couldn't sleep (laughs) (laughs) you haven't slept since that's why you're so tired yeah that's that's absolutely true but anyway this does come back to the mummy is that i have been always a very soft gentle baby and mm. I'm just very small and soft and I've had a hard time with scary things. And I was always under the impression that this movie was scary. And so I didn't, wa- I didn't watch it when yeah. I was young and then watching it as, you know, a grown adult, I was like, this isn't scary, but it's very camp and it's very, um, you know, they're playing with the CGI that they had available to them at the time. Very, uh cutting edge at the time i'm yeah. sure but so, can i just yeah. say they, they, sh- they should have stopped there yeah like cgi should have stopped it there it was good enough and there's no reason why they had to make it as good as it is now exactly i think that the world would be a much better place if cgi had truly peaked at that point i, I agree so what is what was your the earliest memories of of watching the mummy i watched <clears throat> I think it was the cable debut of The Mummy <laughs> on the USA. Oh, it was cable. either USA or, or, or <laughs> <laughs> let's get those out of the way. <laughs> uh, it was either 
at the USA or TNT. And I remember it was kind of an event because the following Monday at fourth grade art class, we were all talking about watching the same thing. Now, I did not watch the whole movie. I was not permitted to stay. I had a bedtime. But these other animals, their parents had no moral compasses, I guess. <laughs> so they were permitted to watch the whole movie. I was so horny. I was so scared. <laughs> I thought the, the, the mummification stuff was so vivid for me, was mm. so fucking scary. The scarabs in the skin. Oh, yeah. That like lived in me when I was fourth grade. In fourth grade, but or what? What am I supposed to do now? Am I supposed to talk about sexuality or just keep? That what is, do I do? Yes, that's, Pat. That's, you do have to talk about sexuality. Eventually, yes. Don't worry so about it just thing. now. But just, it's, just it's, rip it's, off the band. I, no, I say just rip off the band aid. <laughs> okay, it's not gonna I'll, get I'll easier. I'll go for it. I'll go for it. We can we can talk talk about this stuff later. So first of all, it cemented in me my love of weird lingerie. You know, like very like like. You know, an elaborate set piece uh, that is lingerie. You know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I, I re okay. I really respect that because here's the thing about my my experience as a person who has worn lingerie to to, sure. to elicit a reaction is that sure. frequently there is such an urgency to get past the lingerie that the lingerie is yes. not really appreciated, and I'm like, I yes. am matching, and I would like. I would just like some sort of acknowledgement of this yes. fit I've got going here that is, uh, yes. quite frankly, stunning. And then I did for you. So thank you. Right, right, right. There's some sort of like performative lingerie element. Yeah, you, you know, with some school. kind of like thing like like uh, Anaksu Aman has going on, you know? Yeah. So that was the first thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh -huh. And that has stayed with me since then. Right? It's only gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So for all the fellas out there, <laughs> I, I couldn't even go on. Don't bet it. Don't bet it. Don't bet it. Most of the men who listen to my podcast are gay, let's be honest. Um, well, I don't know how to ask for... for uh, I don't know if you should keep this or not. Let's decide. Let's see if it's good for the bit. But like... I don't buy gifts, right? I'm not a gift guy. I don't want gifts. God, you got so gifts. many points and then just like... <laughs> I, no, no, you're not listening to me. Okay, go on. Because I haven't explained it. Okay. I don't buy gifts. Got it. Okay, typically. Okay. But that is the one gift I do buy. Because that's a like, gift for you. <laughs> just, just fucking whatever. Just Shell just out for the lingerie. <laughs> Stimmy, gone. So like, great. No, I have follow-up questions. What what are they, what are your follow-up questions? So, just in terms of the money, um yeah. there's a couple things going on. You have um Anaxunamun's uh get up yeah. when she walks yeah. in. Yeah, her fit. Yeah. Her fit, her her drippage. Um and that's gorgeous. And but then you also have um Rachel Weiss in that um Kind of the white nightgown. nightgown situation. So is it both also kind really great? Really overwhelming for me. Yeah, yeah. She's um. We'll get to her. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun in terms of like talking about the other thing <laughs> that Rachel Weiss has going on, which is weird and very Oedipal. She is a librarian, Your mom like my mother. 
Yeah. Wow. I have some thoughts about the the librarian of it all, but I want to I want to save that for a different part of this discussion. Um. So yeah. So those are your things. Those are my things. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. You kind of you you knocked out two questions. You fed two birds with one scone. So as they say, <laughs> John, what about you? What was your earliest memory of, of the mummy? And it can be so, like either your earliest memory or like your horniest memory. <laughs> sure. Or well, if it's both. So it, it is both. Well, nice. I should say I saw the mummy returns first. Mm, mm. I think that we got the mummy returns from movie scene. I think it was like a used copy that was in movie scene. Um, like it was in, you know, with what VHS, is obviously. movie scene? Movie, oh, wait, yeah, move, that's that's a thing, right? Movie scene. What is that? Is it, isn't that it's the like thing that blo- edits it? It's a block. No. it's like blockbuster. Wait, I need to, I need to, I need to fact check myself. I think movie scene, movie scene is movie uh, scene, movie scene, uh, movie scene. We're descending. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'll blame it on the. Uh, Listen, this I said I've said this before, but this scene. this podcast is way more concerned about emotions than facts. Don't rise, Pat. I <laughs> don't. I feel like I feel I feel like you're like a giant standing up and like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, no, it's uh, it's so movie scene is a video rental store. I just I just punched it in, and the first results that came up were in New Hampshire. So I guess it was like a New Hampshire regional thing, which I did not know. But... <laughs> yeah, because you've said that like everyone knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was I thought it was like a it was like the blockbuster like a companion to blockbuster, but I guess it was a New Hampshire based companion to blockbuster because there were a couple different locations, but. Um, yeah, so we would sometimes go to Blockbuster or sometimes we would go to Movie Scene, depending on like what was on the way home from the grocery store or whatever. Um, and yeah, so we got a used copy of The Mummy Returns and we watched that. And there is a scene in The Mummy Returns that harkens back to the opening scene of The Mummy. Um, it tells it like from a different perspective. It's like someone like watching the first scene of the mummy um and yeah so that's that was my first exposure to it and i also saw like later on i saw the mummy uh, probably like a year or two later and yeah the first scene is just really hot and heavy it's really the only hot and heavy part of the movie like the rest Mm. of the movie is like uh mm. is that true pat and i are both are both possibly contending that okay some... well let's 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 go, let's get back to that yeah. we'll, 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 we'll to return that. to that um, later yeah but uh yeah so it it like what pat said like that scene is just like very to a i probably saw it when i was like 10 10 or 11 like to a 10 to 11 year old boy who potentially doesn't even know what sex is at this point actually it's not true i definitely did i definitely did um so maybe don't tell us that earlier. story yet because I do ask. That uh, yeah, I don't. Well, so if in that case, maybe it was like maybe I was like nine or ten. But I, you know, it's just like it's by today's standards, like by the standards of like people watching this who have seen porn and seen actual like you know nudity in in real life, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, uh, it's not that much, but at the time it was it was a lot. You 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 don't see any you don't see any nipple. You definitely don't see any like. Who, frontal yeah. nudity yeah. you might not even see any crack but like <laughs> you you see like you see enough there's there's a lot of there's skin. a lot of skin there's a lot of body yeah. um it, yeah. it covers yeah. it covers everything that it needs to cover do you have the wikipedia up do you know if it's pg-13 i would assume it is it's pg-13 yeah they say yep. swear yeah it's pg-13 yeah i'd yeah. say it's like it, it covers everything that it needs to to get a pg-13 rating 
for sure. Um, but they but they also they know what they're doing. Like, they know yes. who who they're and she's like, to. and the whole thing is like she's painted gold and she has these yes. like and so like he so then the pharaoh knows if, she, if someone else has touched her because it smears that's incredible what filmmaking. a fucking detail gorgeous that's incredible filmmaking i want yeah. to steal that i'm gonna steal that but that's like something yeah. out of a fucking, put it in like, the animal crossing play yeah <laughs> all of my material definitely like calls for that. um but no yeah. it's like that's like if, something out of a folk tale i love that yeah absolutely um so uh yeah, so I I that rocked my fucking world when I first saw it, and did you I, like I rewind like, the old VHS tape? Yes, and I think what it what it what it was emblematic of was watching movies like that, and just it having that one scene that you would rewind to, and would would watch, or that you would like look you know look forward to, or something along those lines. It also made me like remember watching it with my parents and them either i see i can't remember if they fast forwarded through that scene or if they would just make a big fuss about it while it was on which is like almost worse Worse. than just fast forwarding yeah just oh just like making comments about like you know like the yeah because then you as a young person know that like okay well something is up (laughs) like this is obviously something um, yeah. Even if you don't really, even if you don't know what sex is, you know that something is making your parents react, and that's going to yes. make you and making me react. react. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and and I think yeah. So and it was just and and there are a lot of movies like that. I think it's just like also signaled to me that like these types of movies will have something like that. Mm. You just have to know. You just have to wait for it. It's usually going to be at the beginning or at the middle. Or at the end. Where, you know, where scenes happen in movies. <laughs> where scenes, yeah, yeah. Or potentially in between all of those places. Um, and, yeah, and I will say that, like, the Stephen Summers movies, which include The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, The Scorpion King, mm. um, and oh, another Helsing, great, Another great sort of yeah, all, lingerie movie. Yeah, all of these movies have yeah. that. Like, that, you know, they don't, there's no actual boobs or tits or whatever, but, like, there's plenty of pat block your ears there's plenty of cleavage um and you know that, i think it's the better the day, there's lots of be- there's been- lots of body adi adi like let's let's yeah no yeah, i yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. better than what we have today i think it's i think i, I want to circle back to you talking about like there's always that one scene because i think you just like a light bulb went off when you said that because i think so much of this podcast is actually just talking about that one scene in all yes. of these movies i'm thinking back to i don't know if you listen to the star trek episode so we did an, there, there's an episode that did not um i did with my friend sean mcstravick and they are my stage manager for everything i do um and they were first aroused by uh, a scene in star trek first contact which i don't know if you've seen star trek first contact okay well there's a no. there's a cyborg queen and she and data fuck pretty sure oh god but they don't you don't see it but like what you do see is her like mechanical spine undulating in the air until it like locks into her very tight human body and like that there's nothing else in the movie that could possibly like awaken someone sexually but there is this very like all of a sudden explicit not explicit because it's not like pornography but it is explicit in the imagination Right. It triggers right, right. it triggers the feelings. Well, suggestive. Can suggestive. I tell you about my dreams? Yeah. Not, not, yeah. Fine. Some of them. <laughs> so to me, th- this movie, it introduces sex, but it also introduces death with sex. Mm. Right? 
the first scene is death and sex. It is. And what yeah. is what is my other favorite movie that also awakened my sexuality? Last of the Mohicans. Mm. Yes. Interesting. What happens at the end? Spoiler. Uncas. Um, Alice. <laughs> Spoiler for Last of the Mohicans. If you haven't seen Last of the Mohicans, fuck you. Fuck you. I have never seen Last of the Mohicans. Get off. Present company podcast. excluded. Present company excluded, but Aurelia rectify that. I know. And yes, I know what rectify means. Um, <laughs> He's literate now. Uncas is killed and thrown off the cliff, and his lover throws herself off the cliff with him. Mm-hmm. Sex. Death. Death. Which really gave Pat an inflated um, understanding so, of human relationships and, so and human ex- expectations I'm telling for you, relationships. My dreams, of which I still have, if they are naughty dreams, there's always this element of this kind of shadow of danger, of death. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's never like people talk like they're like oh like this dream i had sex with so and so and i'm like Pat, don't yeah, call me I... out like this <laughs> <laughs> i had a, i had a naughty dream about pat and i immediately texted him and i was like i had a sex dream about you oh and pat don't call me out like that either <laughs> <laughs> except there's sex nightmares but, but, nightmares. <laughs> but, but no, no no but but i i will have sex with someone and then you'll die no, 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 no. Then but the, the specter of death will be very near to us. He'll be watching. So. Perhaps in another life you were like a, a, a black widow or something like that. Mm. That that could that could be true, yeah. Fascinating. Huh. Fascinating. What I did that have to do with anything? I really Who no cares? I wanna Nothing. <laughs> I wanna talk That's why about we podcast. <laughs> the tangents. I'm here for the tangents. Um, but I want to talk about something that you that kind of piggybacks off of this. Um, first of all, thank God, love, thank God, thank God, you're saving the bit. I'm saving it. Um, I, well, first of all, I'm just I'm so glad to have like an actual like film bro on this podcast to like talk about movies in this way because um, I don't I don't think too deeply about film. But I, while watching this movie most recently, something that I did think about just in terms of getting ready to talk about this podcast is. Um, and something I talk about on this podcast quite a lot is the relationship between sexual excitement and physical danger and mm. rel- and like those two relative to each other. Like you can't talk about Pirates of the Caribbean being sexy without talking about the fact that it's like an adventure movie mm, and sure. like the sexuality of the mummy very much feels wrapped up in the fact that it's an adventure and there's excitement, not just from like the the adventure that's happening around them but also like the the sexual chemistry between brendan fraser and rachel vice and the mummy trying to get back to his lover who was taken from him and all of these things and i think yeah framing it as death and sex kind of next to each other is super interesting and i've never thought about it that way before well on a practical level like it also it works towards creating imagery that like will be to some degree like sexually enticing or titillating i guess like like the danger it's it's like it that's what forces like the fact that they have to run out is what forces rachel weiss's character to be in a nightgown right and with pirates of the caribbean like that's what forces elizabeth swan also to be in a nightgown it, like it gets torn up and we like a sexy even like i was re-watching um the original king kong 
um, recently for instead of working on a paper I was supposed to be writing. Um, and uh, there's like a scene like like King Kong, like when he's picking up like the original whoever, like the, the, the actress that um, plays like the main woman in it, like he like in some way like like tears off like a little bit of her um of like her dress so like she exposes like her bare so her bare uh shoulders which this is like in the 1930s and that is like the epitome of titillating like as far as movies goes i'm gonna stop saying titillating Don't no worry. keep saying um, titillating it's great <laughs> but but like it, that's what it goes back to it's like that if you pick another danger. word just give me a chance so i can google it okay yeah all right all right i i've I all the definitions to every other word i've said in the chat pat you've just been missing them <laughs> yes. so that probably explains the confused look on your face but like that, that goes back to like the early days of film, like the sense of danger also allows for you to also say like, she's in danger, therefore she's going to like, her dress is going to be tattered and that's going to like do something for very mentally ill people like Patrick Cressup standing. Yes. Well, I, I'm furious at myself because I don't remember where I read this, but I read an article somewhere that was like peer reviewed, fear not, um, that I would expect it to be peer reviewed. Thank you. I'm just, I'm trying to tell you, even though I can't remember where I read it, I promise it wasn't fake news. Um, right. It talked about how, um, from an evolutionary standpoint and from like just like chemicals in the brain standpoint, to have sex, there's like, there's a lowering of inhibition that has to happen and a lowering of a, like situational awareness that has to happen. In order to like, you know, get there and right. oh, there's definitely a lowering of situational awareness. <laughs> yeah, there's a lowering of situational awareness, and how how vulnerable the act of reproduction was for our, uh, you know, early ancestors, um, mm-hmm. and just like how the, the likelihood of being killed by Adam and Eve, exactly, you know, Adam <laughs> and Eve in the garden, yes, the uh, the likelihood of being like speared in the back or attacked by an animal while having sex is quite high. And back in back in those days, and so like in order to be God, that sounds incredible. There, there's so like the for me, it's will she find out that I'm depressed? (laughs) Exactly. They're just as whether it's whether it's will will she find my Lexapro or will I be clubbed to death by a rival? I somewhere along the line, like if like excitement and risk and danger it, like got tied up in arousal and so do my chickens still love me <laughs> do my chickens still love me <laughs> after okay after we're done recording that i want to talk to you about this because i i want to help you um <laughs> please i need it look at me <laughs> <laughs> i want to help you pat um but yeah so like it's it's really unsurprising to me that sex feels so tied up in in these narratives about action and adventure because of course it is like something right. that arouses us, like our excitement in that way, is so closely linked to to arousing our excitement in other ways. Sure. Mm, knowledge drop. That's we've great. never talked about a peer reviewed article on our yeah, podcast. I was say, so we've never had a weird. single drop of any knowledge. <laughs> on I'm gonna our have podcast. to like look it up and find it and like link it in the show notes just so people know I'm not full of shit. <sighs> right. Our our podcast is like a knowledge negative space. Well, you, John said something that angered me. Oh, what did I say? Can we talk about Rachel Weiss and and B. Frage? The the Rachel Weiss because and B. Frage, but all they have a kiss at the end. <gasps> they have a kiss at the beginning. No, oh, no, no, yeah. no. Well, yeah. not not the mm-hmm. prison talk kiss. About that. I'm talking about the prison kiss though. When she's like draped across him in the camel. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's beautiful. Mm. I want to talk about this. Um, 
as as a filthy homo, I want to talk about this. I'm not a homo. I'm I'm a bi, but people don't think that exists. Um, so as a as a willow, we do. Thank you. We do. Um, as a as a as a as a querio, I um I do a lot of thinking when I watch these movies. And actually, this podcast started because I watched one of the first things that made me horny not too long ago. Um, it's the Tenth Kingdom. It was like this mini series. Oh, I've seen that. I because I had Hallmark Channel John. because. I had it because of my Christian cable, the Christian cable company called Sky Angel that my family subscribed to. It came with Hallmark Channel, and I saw the Tenth Kingdom, which I think also made me horny. John, can we? Okay, pause. Can we? This could be an episode in of itself. I want, can you, I'm, this is my official ask for you to come back and talk about the Tenth Kingdom with me because I'm sure. trying to talk about the Tenth Kingdom. Because There's like a scene where like whoa. the main woman and like the werewolf guy, like they're like tangling around and like, yeah, is that the scene that you're talking about? <gasps> yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of those, it's, it's part of what's interesting about looking. <laughs> I love alienating Pat. This is great. This is Pat, incredible. get out of this here. This is, you're not a part of this anymore. Um, but yeah, no, let's, well, I'll, I'll talk to you after the show and we'll, we'll schedule that because I am desperately wanting to talk to someone about that and no one sure. else I know has ever seen it. So thank God. Um, <laughs> but something that's kind of hard for me when revisiting some of these old things that, made me horny growing up because let's face it everything made me horny growing up um yeah it i hate watching something that i now realize is like super heteronormative or like participate like contributes highly to rape culture or is just like toxic in a lot of ways and still yeah. being so turned on by it and i felt like i didn't see this movie growing up but watching it i got like that kiss in the, in the pr- like the prison kiss i was like ooh, yeah. that was hot and i know that it i shouldn't think that that's hot but that's hot and yeah. i yeah it's so interesting because i think per- doing this podcast has made me kind of confront a lot of that and i just i don't have any definitive answers yet it's just something that i'm thinking about just like yeah i mean how can well, i be it's, so it's that but also like the scene right after when brendan Fraser is like being hanged like the 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 I don't even know exactly what his, the leader of that town, like, situation. He, yeah, <laughs> that guy. Um, the leader we're just meant town. to assume that that's, like, that's how, like, things happen over there, mm-hmm. which is a whole other aspect we'll of We'll talk the about movie. that, too, um, but for now. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. We have to talk about Pat, it. Pat came on this podcast to escape that kind of talk for me. Uh... Um, but, uh, but while he's talking, like, uh, Rachel Weiss is trying to, like, get him to let Brendan Fraser go to stop him from being hanged. And like, she's like offering him money. She's like, I'll give you like 500 pounds or whatever. Um, and he's like, well, I could do that. But also like, I'm a very lonely man. And he like sneaks his hand like around Don't like, like that. Her thigh and she like, she slaps it away. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, it's so, like, there's that kind of stuff that definitely permeates this movie as it, and this isn't me being like, it was of its time, but like it obviously it permeates a lot of, a lot of movies from that era Absolutely. And I think, or from all of human history. And I do think it's interesting that, that the hand on the knee and him being like, I'm a lonely man. And she responds so like to that and that's great. But then what's the difference between that and the prison kiss? Is it just because Brendan Fraser's very hot and that's like what makes it okay? Yeah. Or like, yeah. it, why is that still so like, <gasps> when I see it? 
I mean, I think we're being primed for it because it's obvious that she is attracted to him from the get-go. How could you not so, be? Like, well, there's like a degree... look on her face after the prison kiss. Yeah, so to some degree. But that's problematic too because then there's this, this whole idea of like, oh, well, because she was at one point attracted to him, therefore she wants to be like kissed by him through the bars when she wasn't suspecting it, which is all that, that's like hugely emblematic and, of so yeah. many aspects of, but you then... know, rape culture and stuff like that. Yeah, sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off. I do have ADHD, no, so I get like, and when the when the thoughts come, they just have to come out. Um, it's, but then she spends a lot of a good portion of like the next like ten to fifteen minutes in the film being like, "Oh my god, calm down. It was just a kiss." Yeah, and so yeah. she like it's. I think we're 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 primed for as an audience to be like, "Oh well, she really liked that, so it's okay." Because yeah. like the reality of it is like, if some dude just like kissed me through a prison bar, I'd be like, "I don't like this." But like right. if Brendan Fraser kissed me through a prison bar, I'd be like, I like this. So I don't know. It's it's I, like I said, I don't have any answers, and it's just something that kind it's of complicated keeps coming as, up. as our as our people. As Look at Stephen Summers. <laughs> Look at him. I mean, and this this is such a low bar, mm. but like she does, she is she at least is a character. Oh like yes, she, she does. She is an incredibly like well realized yes. character. Yes, she is. Um, and you know she has like those moments where like when she beats him, like when they're like. Um, Racing on the camels toward like the 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 city of the dead or whatever. And, yeah, um, in so many ways, this is her movie, and it, yeah, it's 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 interesting that like you know, it's when you think about this movie, you think like, oh, Brendan Fraser, and like he was so yeah. like the the star of this movie, but like the, none of the action or plot could have happened without Evie, and she pushes it forward so much, and like yeah. it is her movie, and I, I really do appreciate that she is a fully realized character. She's not just there to to further the, right. the male star's story. In many ways, in many ways, he's there to 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 kind of bolster hers, and I think that yes. that's pretty cool. And she has there are two things going for it. One is just their chemistry, mm. which I think comes from like Brendan Fraser and just the fact that he he radiates like charm. good guy energy, yeah, and charm. But Dependable. also like Rachel. <laughs> Well, Pat doesn't like that because he's an attractive male lead, and he he can't give him that much. Um, Can I say something about no? Wait, wait, let, let, uh, so yeah. And then the other thing is just how incredible Rachel Weiss oh. is as an actor, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and she's obviously mm-hmm. like has been in a ton of stuff since then, and is a I would argue a better actor than Brendan Fraser is, and she has much more like range and training, and has been like critically acclaimed in a way that Brendan Fraser hasn't. So I think like that. They're able to match energies in a lot of ways, which I think is what makes some aspects, even like the kind of queasy elements of the movie, a little easier to swallow. Or at least for me, I won't. Some people might watch this and be like, uh, I don't fuck with any of this. But um, you're missing out on a really great first 10 minutes of the movie, just, if that's the case. <laughs> I just sometimes I'm just like, just want to say to people like, calm down. It's a movie. I'm so like proud yeah. of your like critical thinking skills. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I just I, I'm not. <laughs> Just, just don't make it your personality and yeah, you'll be okay. A, which a lot of like a lot of issues would be evaded if you just didn't make it a part of your personality. And it's also like if you just like let yourself enjoy things and yeah. like that it's okay. It's okay to yeah. let to let like I enjoy I enjoy this movie and like we'll get to Pat, much to your chagrin, we'll get to some of the other stuff about this movie later. But yeah. Pat, what did you want to say about Brendan Fraser? What happened to men? <laughs> 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 what happened to men? What happened to male actors? Well, I'll tell you what happened to Brendan Fraser is that he was um, he was sexually assaulted by a, a studio exec, I think. How do you feel now, Pat? Yeah, come on, Pat. 
That's not what I mean. <laughs> no, I yeah. I know yeah, you were yeah. trying to what make. I, a, I know is... you were trying to make a bit, but I like I can't like ha- I can't have Brendan Fraser in the thought space without like bringing that up. No, well he's he's saying we need more of Brendan Fraser. I know. Oh yeah, we need. need he That's should come saying. back. I want him to come but back. Yeah. Why he's great is because he's got a face mm. that you trust. He's got a very trustworthy face. Mm-hmm. It's not a hot face. It is a hot face. No, no, it is a hot face. <laughs> but it's it's not. But it's just not a like a face. perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like a perfect, like he sunken in all that kind of stuff. Yes, it's a dependable, rugged face. He like mine. You trust that? <laughs> he he has a trustworthy face. I think is. A, oh, I I you guys just I I just lost you guys. I didn't. No, we, we, yeah, I didn't say we, much. We, I just we, agreed with you. Yeah, we saw. What was I talking about? Trustworthy, trustworthy face. I will say this. Trustworthy face. I have a big thing, Aurelia. John knows this. You have a big thing. Where I want movies <laughs> to have ugly people again. Mm. Not ugly, but interesting faces. I agree. When I want to see a face, I want to read the landscape of their face, right? I want to read it like the lines of a map. Brennan Fraser. Like, like, like the desert landscape in this movie. This movie takes a lot from Indiana Jones. Oh, I was going to say that too. And, and, why... Lawrence of, and, and Lawrence of Arabia. It, it, it... And Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> Sorry. I... <laughs> Look, um, I watched all these Best Picture winners for a reason. I have to be able to drop it in there at, at different points. Why Harrison Ford was such a great star is because he's very hot, right? Yes. Objectively. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't artificial. Mm-mm. Very, he's the kind of hot that, and I say this about Brendan Fraser also, he's the kind of hot that, I hate to use the term approachable because I think that that, I don't like that term. No, but I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. But it's not like, there's some stars that feel a little bit too like they were made in a factory. That, That is my whole thing. About all of the Avengers dog shit. I don't care for Marvel because all of They're those actors all, look like they I were just made in a factory. Know they all had stage parents, even in their 30s. I know they have stage parents. I don't. I don't want any of it. I don't want any of it. But they, need... did, they didn't have the kind of stage parents that like imbued them with like an incredible amount of like hauntedness and trauma in a way that makes them interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, oh, this is just too manicured. Yeah, no, listen. And that's also, Aurelia, Yes, Pat. why I don't fuck with TikTok. <laughs> because the most popular people are just hot kids. And they're just a little too... <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just a little too perfect. I, I'm gonna... And I don't trust them. I'm gonna... Here's what I'll say about my experience of TikTok to defend my experience of TikTok. And then we'll go back to this because like as a Phoebe Waller-Bridge lookalike, I do, do you ex- think, I do appreciate that. Do you think that those guys like Noah Beck, um, you don't know those, the biggest TikTok stars? I don't really. Okay, here's my, here, I go on TikTok. The thing that I really like about TikTok is that algorithmically, it if you like, like something, it shows I don't even know you. what that... TikTok is That's an adverb, Pat. It's an adverb. <laughs> God, your literacy is so it's, frustrating. L Y is an adverb. I know what algorithmically means. It 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 shows me stuff that I want to see. I don't 
I don't I have heard that about see TikTok, the hot it, kids. It, it figures you out very quickly. I don't see the hot kids. I see a lot of um like my favorite account right now is this person who inserts themselves into scenes in Degrassi the next generation. <laughs> I have watched so many of their videos. I think it is so funny. Oh, we talked about this. We talked funny. about Degrassi. Mm, what? What you and I or Yes, we yeah, did. Because I was talking right. about Drake. Because I accidentally it's sent so you a hot in my apartment. <laughs> 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 I miss you. I, I turned the AC off I, because I'm recording a podcast. Patrick, I miss Come you on. with my whole chest. <laughs> can I can I just say, guys, when are we gonna bring back an action star like Brendan Fraser? I'll do it. Pat, you're the if man. If it has for to be job. me, it has to be you're me. The man you'll for the you'll job. you'll uh, you'll you'll put on the cape once again. But am I am I screaming into the void no. here? I mean, what no. happened to a good face? Not a hot face. Not a hot face, a good face. Like a like a handsome, like I trust that guy. He's yeah. part of a long lineage of American performers, male American performers. Yes, of course, yes, they're white. Unfortunately, yes. But we see them and we go Yeah, yeah. with you. We root for you. I feel like like the, the current version of that is like a sort of like Benedict Cumberbatch sort of thing. But that's different because I don't trust him because he's British. I think that there's a difference. There's a different. There's a different thing between British ugly hot and like American like trustworthy hot. I wish I had a better term for the latter, but like British ugly hot is its own thing. Like British ugly hot is like Benedict Cumberbatch. What's his? But the the one that is in a Marvel movie, Tom. Tom Holland. No, he's too. No, he's yeah. He is actually attractive. Tom. Tom Hiddleston. Thank you. British Ugly Hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, British Ugly Hot. What are John and I? Don't make me do this. (laughs) Well, Patrick, you're... you're This is what the fans want. You're you're a Brendan Fraser lineage kind of guy. And then, uh, John, I feel like I need to know you just a little bit better to, to make a comparison to you. I'd say... (laughs) <laughs> you're probably more of like a a a young british man cute mm, well it's not the worst thing i've ever heard it's up there what john and i did a podcast with with uh we did a podcast with um the girls from reply guys which is mm. a, a like a big leftist podcast we talked about the film newsies oh. and they had a lot to say about john's chin and they didn't yeah. say anything about my chin so Pat, yeah, you have true. a great chin they also said I look a lot like a newsie. You do so, look a lot like a newsie. Yes. Like two, um, what's his... two sides, same coin. Young Christian Bale. I'll take it. I'll take it. Young Christian Bale. I'll take it. I will say, speaking of Pat being Brendan Fraser, um, the when when Brendan Fraser was in jail, when his hair was really long, that oh, gave in off the movie, real yeah. like Pat. Yeah, Pat in the Pat in the middle of quarantine vibes. Oh, Pat's long ass hair. Big time. Yeah. 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 No, I I agree with you. I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I I'm. I think I, I said this and then I got talked over by you, Pat. But um, as a as a Phoebe Waller, <laughs> you're not Bridge, the first person to say that. As a Phoebe yeah. <laughs> Waller Bridge lookalike, I do appreciate like a good face. So I think that the more that we see good faces, the the better off we all will be. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even I have agree. to tell me what my type is. I know it. It's PWB. 
We love her. I love her, we love her so her. much. Big, we're big, big flea bag heads. Not a week goes by where someone doesn't tell me that I look like her. At least once a week, you I do You have the that. same energy, too. Yeah, I, I remember the person who told me to watch Fleabag first was like, I've never, I, I feel like I just spent an afternoon watching you get into shenanigans. And I was so honored because I, I love being compared to a, a funny mess. I do feel like people crash their ships against the rocks of your being. I'm speechless. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying she has that quality where, like, people want to be around her. But at what cost, you know? Mm, that's true. And here's a question. Are you Wh- calling between me, the like... two of us, who has... <laughs> Are you calling me toxic? No, no, no. No, even if I called you toxic, that would be a compliment. My favorite musician is toxic. Yeah, that's true. What was your question, John? Um, between the two of us, who who has more hot priest energy? Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> That's John because he's a better listener. It, I was gonna say it's, I was gonna say it's John because he has a better knowledge of Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm haunted and conflicted. Haunt, you just if you, we're talking, which whereas Pat has never been conflicted in his entire life. So I have done some work in casting, and I love casting. Um, it's something that I you know in. In a, in a time when when theater comes back in a bigger way, I would love to do more of that. Um, but I have kind of a system when I look at actors as it's um, are they Jewish or Jewish, not Jewish or Goyish. Those are three different things. And an actor doesn't have to be like ethnically, religi- religiously Jewish to be Jewish. Like, look at John Mulaney. That's a that's a yeah. Jewish. Um, yes. And are they haunted or not haunted? So. Going by that metric, Pat, you are not Jewish, vaguely Jewish, um, and not haunted. And then, <laughs> and John, you are also not Jewish slash vaguely Jewish, but haunted. Hell yeah. I think she just called you a normie, Pat. <laughs> I think that's what just happened I there. I could never describe Pat as What's normal. a goy? But a goy is non-Jew, right? A goy is... Um, so a goy is like a word for a not Jewish person, but it's like kind of something there's a difference between being like not Jewish and being goyish. And like so someone who's not Jewish would basically mean that like you grew up and had some semblance of culture. So like a lot of Catholic people I know are like they're not Jewish, but they're not goyish because they have, you know, they have the dipped their pinky in the divine. Um, mm. Like any sort of person of color in America is probably not going to be goyish. Um, mm-hmm. But John, I got to say, if, if you weren't like such a like intellectual, interesting person, I would be like, well, John LeMay is probably goyish. Sure. Sure. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I grew, I grew up incredibly evangelical and lower class. So if I, that's if I had met, I feel like young, that I feel three. like young John who was watching the mummy was probably goyish. Oh, for sure. I mean, I had a McCain Palin sticker on my locker, like when I was a freshman or sophomore in high school. So, oh, yeah. if that's not goyish, you you moved away from goyish. You used to be goyish, yeah. and now you're 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 goyish reformed. Yeah, yeah. I loved I loved Israel, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Cut is like that. the epitome Cut of that. goyish. Cut that. Who's, no, ever, who's ever editing this? I'm happy enough to say that this is not a Zionist podcast. Like, I'm Jewish, but I am not pro-Israeli government. They they know that I'm not pro. Well, that's one way in which you're different. You're different from Pat and John. Their best behavior. 
<laughs> anyway, back to the fucking mummy. Um, actually, this is an mm-hmm. interesting lead way into the mummy because uh, there's just lots of yes. m- moments in this movie where I was like, hey, hey, um, yeah, the one that screamed out. Oh no, to really? Uh... Please. <laughs> Just let her have this pet. She's the okay. cat. Okay. She's the okay. host. Okay. We need okay. to be polite okay. guests. Okay. We talked okay. about this. I just, <laughs> okay. I have to, I can't, because one of the questions that I talk about on the pod is what do you reject about this thing now? And something I reject about this thing now is that, you know, the American, the American exceptionalism and imperialist yeah. aspects of this movie, the very wild moment of anti-Semitism and um, the, the portrayal of, um, uh, Egyptians and yeah. Arabic speaking people in general um, yeah. was, it was just it was incredibly off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the movie is incredibly imperialist and, and uh, like it's American imperialist, but also like British imperialist, which like, like this is not a way like Americans obviously uh, we're terrible, but like British imperialism is like, they invented we, we, it. Yeah. Just we say them it, off John. The hook. Like, yeah, yeah. Like sure. Their politics are vaguely better than ours, but also like, they were also a super lame imperial I- empire as well that like got defeated by us. Which, if that's not a like indicator of how lame their their empire is, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. They were defeated by a bunch of like syphilitic slave owners, um, and that's lame. Sorry, um, but yeah. So like, there's that aspect of it, and yeah. So you're absolutely right. Like, yeah. The just the entire like casting of like Egyptian culture, like the entire project of like archaeology is super problematic. It's just that it's at its core, it's a story about a ancient curse that afflicts these brown people and that mm-hmm. the the brown indigenous curse comes back right. and then the American people have to have to destroy it. Right. They literally get mowed down by like both machine guns and those cars without roots. Yes. And that's that's kind of the the basis of the story. And I it was it was hard not to see that. Um and like yeah, like American people also died, but like the fact that like all of the like local people in the town are then like made his slave and they're like basically like automatons to whatever. They have he no wants identity. They have no identity. Yeah. There's no character that isn't like in proximity to whiteness besides, I guess the Magi who I love. Um, mm-hmm. But like even, and don't worry, they come back in the mummy return. I wish it was all so about extra them. Plug for the mummy <laughs> I wish it was just all about them. Um, there was a part. I just, sometimes I found myself rooting for the mummy. Sometimes I was like, yeah, I get their ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's that we don't have to talk about it anymore. I just, I would have been very remiss if we didn't say it. I, I will say, up until the moment when, um, like the 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 moment in which he like spoke in like Hebrew and then like the mummy said like that's the language of the and slaves. then offers him money. Like, yeah, the the scene where the uh, the guy is like so this the the one of the bad guys kind of sort he's of he's like comic a comic relief kind of guy. Yeah, comic relief. He was originally in Brendan Fraser's like right hand man, and then he abandons him and joins up with the mummy. Um, the scene where Benny, con- Benny, thank you. Yeah, he's got yeah, a name. The, the scene, the scene where he's confronted with the mummy, and then he picks up a cross like from his neck, from his neck, like a cross necklace, a crucifix, and he like says something about like I, you know, something like about the, the Lord's spirit prayer, of Christ. Yeah. yeah, and then the mummy like continues toward him and then he pulls out like another religious charm and like speaks some sort of religious incantation 
that's that's a plus comedy. A plus great comedy. Bit. Great, a great fit bit until, until he speak until he speaks, picks up the star of speaks David. Hebrew, speaks in Hebrew, and then the guy then, is like, "Oh, you speak the language of the slaves here. Some fucking yeah, money. Yeah, you can be of use yeah. to me." L- literally, I wrote down on my in my notes app. I was like, uh, "Guy pulling out the different religious necklaces equals comedy gold." And then right after, he did the bit with the with the the, the star of David. And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, because Jewish people are always aligned great. with evil, so." You you said that that, that let, let it let it be known. That, I've been, that came out of Aurelius. No, I've been having mouth. this like moment, almost kind of thanks to TikTok, where it's like I've realized that like it is just the amount of like villains in children's movies in particular that are um, coded as Jewish is like alarming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, yeah. I've been to think, and also then like the whole thing, like I don't know if you. Have been uh, up on the uh, the Magic School Bus reboot drama. <laughs> no, I mean, I, a little bit of it. You're on, what are you talking that. about? It was. It's I a just like, saw a bunch of annoying people on Twitter being like, "I think this frizzle is now like homophobic or something like that." And I saw like the the first reels of that, and I was like, "I don't. This is I don't think a she's segment of Twitter that I want nothing to do." Don't care if she's homophobic, but some points were made in that the original Miss Frizzle is very Jewish coded, and she's one of the few like Jewish coded characters that's like not a villain. And so oh. I know growing up for me, I was like, oh, this woman looks like my family. And like, hmm. I like that. And like, cause she, I have a nose like that. I like that. Um, and then in the, in the reboot, she doesn't look that way anymore. Um, right. And they like really smoothed her out. Like not just the hair that, you know, you can stick your hand in and can't pull it out. But um, <laughs> I'm going to get killed for that. <laughs> just um. like her, and then they also like, they also like lightened the skin tone of a lot of the, uh, uh, the black kids so there's that too anyway the so yeah the the magic school uh, bus reboot got i'm also dragged. glad that they 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 desexualized lola bunny i'm not <laughs> i'm i'm here for sexy lola bunny i want my bunny to have boobs i miss it <laughs> we'll always have it we'll always have it all right um so john we kind of so academic we kind of heard <laughs> We get a little academic on this podcast. Um, so, John, we kind of heard how how Pat sees this, uh, the, the influence of this movie reflected in his understanding of desire and his life today. Um, what uh, what about you? Any, any does it is it nothing? Is it just like whatever? Or like, is it does it do you see it echoed? Well, I mean, I definitely think that I I. I am more of a Rachel Weiss in a nightgown kind of guy, uh, as opposed to a Patricia Velasquez, which like, let's just talk about, we don't have to talk about it, but just the awful hilarity of her playing an Egyptian woman because she's, you know, vaguely ethnic, they, I guess. Oh yeah, uh, the... yeah, or at least our, in our understanding of yeah. it. Um, but I think I'm definitely more so more so that. So there's an interesting evolution of sexuality in terms of just what what works for you and how sexual aesthetics uh, change. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think it just I think it's really emblematic of just uh, growing up with a sort of take what you can get um, sort of approach to sexual stimulation. Um you know, we had we had all the all the blockers on the websites uh, on the internet, and, ter- and weren't able to watch porn and stuff like that. So you really just like 
really came to appreciate those those few really um steamy yet <laughs> meager scenes in action adventure pg-13 action adventure movies um and i think that has made me very um resourceful i guess there have been periods in which i have been teaching at private schools in which certain sites are blocked on when you're using the wi-fi so sometimes you have to resort to tv shows like tell me you love me or um netflix movies or movies on netflix such as blue is the warmest color um and that just like really it just really equips you for for lifestyles like that so (laughs) brilliant brilliant answer um if i if both of you could sit down with your younger self and watch this movie with your younger self what would you want them to know (laughs) going into it i would say you're not going to hell for thinking the thoughts that you're thinking. That's so nice. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Aww. And that would have saved me a lot of stuff. Oh. It would have saved me a lot of a lot of. Uh... Did you think you were going to hell for for the feelings? That oh, you... oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! It was like a, a. It wasn't even like a weekly thing. It was like a maybe daily on a good day, like or a good week. It was like every other daily. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Sad. I mean, yeah, but I turned no, it's out not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's going to I hell. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about it's true. what about you, Pat? What I tell my younger self, little Pat, sitting next to you, you're watching the mummy. What are you saying to that guy? I would say, King, <laughs> you're gonna get it. You're gonna make a baddie very happy one day. <laughs> good answer good answer he would say don't change a single thing this is literally perfect. everything you know is yeah right. that's all you need keep on don't, keeping on yeah yeah did either of you have the talk and uh and or what was your oh my um, god oh really these are my <laughs> questions have the talk. Pat, uh, it's her podcast my podcast um did you have the talk slash what was your kind of experience with sexual education <laughs> I'm Pat. Now I'm a shrinking violet again. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Yes. Pat? Will that make you feel better? I want you to go. I'll, I'm ready to go. I'm mad at what go, she go. just said. Go, go, go. I don't like go, being go, called go. a violet. Um, because I'm a man. Um, <laughs> the straightest episode of this podcast yet. Yes. Um, I have an anecdote. Mm, yes. We love an anecdote. So I went to the Unitarian Universalist Church. They taught me sex ed. I was in this program called OWLS, called Our Whole Lives, where they, we had, we were presented with pretty frank (laughs) sex ed. A pretty frank (laughs) sex ed. It's about. Yeah. What's so funny? It's the way that you like hit the K on Frank. Um, Very emphatic. It was true. We we learned about like. Go on, say oh it, say it, Pat. Be brave. We learned about masturbation. Great. We like talked about the ethics of porn. Cool. Like when I was like fourteen. Cool, that's great. Um, <laughs> I didn't think about the ethics until yesterday, really. So no, it's not that cool. <laughs> um, three. Um, so it was like amazing that like we were having these very frank discussions, and it was in like an adult setting. And I think my parents did that so they didn't have to. Got it. They were like, I'm not talking to my child about this. But yeah. sneaky. Very sneaky. my grandmother. Yeah, grandma. Who I, love, who I love. 
watching Mad Men when I was in high school. And after the episode, she turns to me and she goes, Patrick, there was there's some sort of like secret pregnancy. Oh, yeah. It's classic Penny's, Mad Men. Penny's secret so, pregnancy, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And Spoilers for Mad Men. She, she, <laughs> she turns to me and she goes, Patrick, you really need to be careful with women. Grandma. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> Did you burst into tears? <laughs> and she, but she calls that the talk. That's not the talk, Grandma. And and she she and she's like, oh yeah, I, like because she took my cousin and I out for dinner, and she was like, oh yeah, I gave you boys the talk, and I asked him, I was like, what was the talk? And he was like, he just said something about like trust, and I was like, yeah, I got that too. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, Vegas. Well, thank god that you had your Unitarian education there because I... I yeah, your cool Unitarians. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't need it for another five years, but yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Thank yeah. god I got it, yeah. Well, it's good to have it anyway. I, I mean, trust is an important, trust is an important buzzword yeah. that, that, should, that yeah. should be included. You should always in, trust your partner. In talks. Yeah. yeah. John, I'm, I'm terrified of your answer, but... <laughs> Um, should be. I, I did get it. I remember I, I remember it like it was yesterday, unfortunately. Um, no, I mean, like I was on the way back uh, from the Mall of New Hampshire. Um, I had just gotten um, I had just bought the most recent Reliant K CD from FYE. Um, cost me a solid $17.99 as CDs used to cost back then. Um, and yeah, my dad was just like, so what do you know about sex? And then we we he told me the 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 dirty details of how it went now at this point i had yeah he told me but it, you know in like a very like this is literally how it goes just the like, raw mechanics that, yeah but like also don't have it like until you're married right um and i mean by that point i no had doubt. i do <laughs> yes yes it has yes it has i'm a happily married man and i waited to have sex until my wedding night and um much like ben shapiro says and much like steven crowder says it was great um went off without a hitch um would recommend it for everyone um and much like them i run a conservative podcast so (laughs) um uh and but by that point i knew so much about sex no i just saying i knew what it was how um i discovered a hustler magazine uh-huh. uh in one of my brother's rooms mm-hmm. and i in a bookstore i found a book i think it the title of it was like how to please your man every time and have him begging for more and i read that um voraciously and did you pick up some good like, tips <laughs> i i did learn how to please my man every time and keep and have him begging for more were they good um, tips <laughs> No, it was like just a lot was of it like, like Cosmo kind of like put a scrunchie well, the, on his the, dick. The and... last, the last chapter was like different scenarios. Um, oh, that was that, like, that you could play out. So it. yeah, yeah. Um, there was like I do remember like in the first chapter it was like something about love is never a game, sex is always a game. <laughs> I remember reading Jesus. that like as like a ten year old and being like, huh, this is very thought provoking. <laughs> it's quite a thing um, to, to internalize yeah. as a ten year old. I mean, I still remember to this game or to this day. Yeah, see, it's it's coming out, and that's literally a Freudian slip. Slip. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it was just a lot of like I had to just pretend. We also there were like various anatomy books that I looked at 
that I got a sense of like what all the different parts looked like inside and out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I was pretty like, I, I knew the deal. Um, by the time my, my dad actually gave me the talk. Yeah. That seems to be kind of a recurring theme when I ask people these questions. It's like, yes, I did have a talk. I already knew what was, what was what yeah. nothing was shocking mm. in that talk. So I just think it's super yeah. interesting that I think, um, you know, kids find a way. Kids always yeah, find a way. Especially now with the internet. Yeah. I mean, I've told this story yeah, on the podcast before, but I'll tell it again. Um, because, you know, my parents are lesbians. And I don't know when I learned how straight sex worked, but I knew. And, like, I was, like, seven or, or eight, and my sister and I were in the back seat, and we, like, decided, it's like, okay, we're going to ask them. We're going to do it. And we were like, how do lesbians have sex? <laughs> and they just told us very, like, without skipping a beat, they were like... Wait, how do they? Yeah, like... How old were you? I was, like, seven. I was curious. I wanted to know. I know. I mean... Oh, my God. That's that's a lot of trust. They weren't, like... It, it was very... I thought they did a great job. Like, props and kudos to my sure. parents. Because it wasn't, like... It wasn't any... They didn't, like... They weren't... They didn't personalize it by any means. They were just like, oh, you know, some lesbians use their fingers. Some use toys. Like, this is how it goes. And I was like, okay. Wow. And so then I, like... When I, when I went into my first sexual experience with a woman, I was like... At least I kind of... I was like, okay, I know what's going on. Some right. lesbians use fingers. Some use toys. I got this. <laughs> like, that was... <laughs> <laughs> For the listener at home, Pat is, is, is just writhing right now in shock no, I mean, and disbelief. I, 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 I guess I, I guess I'm sort of just floored by the honesty. Yeah. yeah. Nothing was ever like questions were always answered in my house. And like it was always they were very like chill. That makes about one things. of us. <laughs> I don't know. Like if I think if if you're living in you're if you're living an alternative lifestyle, I don't think you really have the sure. the option to be like secretive about it because like I already knew that like at one point I had a dad and now I have two moms. I was always very chill about it and I was always like okay and yeah, I guess like they they were just kind of of the opinion that like obviously I was going to have some questions and they might as well be up front. Right. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to promote? Um, check out The Mummy Returns from 2001, directed by Stephen Summers, available to stream <laughs> on HBO Max. And also check out HBO Max. They've got a lot of great programming on there. Also check out Pat and John on their best fucking behavior. No, 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 no. Check out HBO Max. Take, take <laughs> the time that you would to listen that you would to, to, to listen to and, and, and subscribe to Pat and John and their best behavior. Check out HBO Max. Lots of good stuff. Great. Check out Nut Boys. Yes. Pat made a movie about his nut allergy. It's quite good. You can find it on... Is it on Vimeo? Is it on Vimeo, Pat? No, it's on my Instagram. I'll give okay, it to you. Okay, check it out. Yeah, I'll put yeah, it in yeah. the link in, yeah. the, in the episode description. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and and you can also... You, yes, you should actually check out Pat and John, Their Best Behavior. Um, As they have we not have, been we talk about, on this podcast. Uh, to the... We talk about everything from uh, what's what's the line, Pat? Blink One Eighty Two to Billy Wilder to Michael Bay. Michael Bay. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a lovely pop culture podcast. Um, yes, but it's also about friendship. Yeah, as, as front and foremost, because there there are a lot of podcasts featuring straight white dudes just talking about movies and music and shit like this, but and shit like that. But like Pat and I also have a lot of fondness for one another. Um, you too. Yeah, uh, if you. If you want to, and we have wanna... dependable 
handsome faces. Yes. yes. You two are that also, you're the only um, like straight white male podcast that I listen to. So congratulations. That's, that's and that in itself is an like, achievement. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> really. yeah. Um, and also, um, you can find my poetry on the internet by just Googling John LeMay, J-O-N-L-E-M-A-Y poetry, um, and follow me on Instagram at John LeMay and follow me on Twitter at Yon LeMay. Yawn as in the thing you do when you're tired. And listen, he's, he's good at the Twitter. You should go follow him and make him. Many people are saying. Make him a, make him <laughs> many, a Twitter. Many people are saying. A Twitter famous person. That's literally all I want at the end of me the day. Me too. That's all I want. John, this was one of our first bonding points is that we both think that we're pretty good at Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So what about Pat? What about you? You can catch me on Stardew Valley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah catch him and his dying chickens. <laughs> I'm worried in. about these chickens. They're all right. They'll be all right. Um, yeah, just follow us on Instagram because nice. we're gonna have more stuff. Pinky ring. Yes. Oh yeah, ch- yeah, and I want to plug uh, Pat's pinky <laughs> ring. His his new his new foray into jewelry. My new foray into jewelry. I've become obsessed with jewelry. Um, Silver and gold. Well, yeah. our last guest liked the mixed metals. I know. I heard her say that, and I was like, "No, <laughs> that's incorrect." <laughs> we like we like differing opinions. Well, we have, opinions make the world go round. Listen. Yeah, Pat, Pat, and I we, we we like to listen to both sides. Right. That's really what our podcast is about: is listening to both sides. And I just want to say something to the that do it for you listeners. <laughs> All forty of them. Be kind to yourselves. Uh-huh. Life is hard enough. Yeah. And, and if you haven't left a review of this podcast, <gasps> fucking get on yeah. that shit. Yeah. That shit matters. Thank you. Rate matters. and review Rate iTunes. Rate and review my podcast. I will, I will say, not a day has gone by this month that someone hasn't listened to the podcast, so we're doing pretty good. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, do also rate and review. Um, you all know where you can find me online. Um, I'm at nonbinarybutler on Twitter and at she's a good boy on Instagram. <laughs> And uh, you can follow that do it for you on Twitter and that do it for you on Instagram. And you can follow the Juvenalia Collective on Instagram as well. Or go to our website to see uh, what we're drinking to this month. This month it's Pride and Prejudice. Catch us Saturday the 27th. By the time this episode goes up. right. Pride and Prejudice. That's why I didn't ask you to be in it. (laughs) I'm sure by the time this comes up, we'll be already uh, moved on to Bring It On. So come uh, see Bring It On last Saturday of April. It's going to be great. Oi, bring it Oi, on. Bring it, oh, on. bring it on. My last question for you boys, and I need a, a real serious answer, so so listen up. Uh, did that do it for you? Oh, that did it for me. Yes. No, 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 no. I don't like what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did it for no, me. No, I don't like that. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> or do I like it too much? All right. Th- thank you, everyone. That was great. Thanks, Aurelia. Stop recording. Mwah. Let's hang out. Gross. <laughs> that was to the listeners. Well, that did it for me. Hope that did it for you. Thank you so much for listening. That Do It For You is created and hosted by Aurelia Grierson, edited, produced, and theme-songed by Eric Solis, and our visual design is by Margaret Chambers. That Do It For You is a part of the Juvenalia Collective. Go to thejuveneliacollective.com to find out more. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at That Do It For You. And if you want to become a monthly donor, you can head on over to patreon.com slash thatdoitforyapod. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend or give us a rating and review. And thank you so much for being a part of this horny little community.